0: Welcome to Make It Plain from Make Plain Jesus Ministries featuring Pastor James Bryan where we take biblical truths in everyday situations and break them down to be as plain as possible. So stay tuned and enjoy the broadcast. Hello everybody and once again we're able to spend some time together. As always this is great. It's a wonderful time to share about just some practical things that would well, give you some food for thought and some insights into practical living. We've had many different um, episodes to date, and thank God for all of that. And, and today we get to talk about yet another topic. I want you to you know, get to the point of just listening to this and, and ingesting what we're about to share. Because this is something that's very appropriate for the season in which we're in. And you may wonder, well, what season is this? Well, of course you know that it's around Christmas time or we are we are approaching the Christmas season. And at the time of this airing, I would imagine that we have finished rolling out the bed from eating so much during Thanksgiving and and that all those preparation and now we're focusing more on the Christmas season. To me it's it's a major season in the sense that It reminds us of of things that occurred, or or, and it gets us to a point of really reflecting. But I want us to think about this for a minute in our everyday life, and I don't want to pretend that we don't live in a world that doesn't really focus on Christmas as much in the way that we should. I wanted to really focus for a a few minutes just on some of the, what I'm going to call distractions or detractors, if you will. You see... In this particular podcast, I really want to focus on a sense of the season, and many people will get a sense of this Christmas season and not necessarily grasping what this season really is. You see, this is a time of that we should be celebrating, and some do and some don't, and there are myriad re- there are reasons why people may not. But I want to just look at a couple of things that might pull or suck away the enjoyment of the season that we call Christmas. And so I'm one of the ones who will boldly say Christmas. I I don't want to just say holiday season, things like that, because for me, I'm really focusing on Christmas itself. And so one of the challenges that we all face, no matter what age you are, no matter where you live in the country or beyond, is, is that there's so many things that are going on during this season. And there's so much that has to get done, both in your professional life, but also in your personal life. And those things can overtake you and, and get to be so much of a challenge that you get so exhausted. Many times there are calendar activities that occur that fill up your calendar so much and you start thinking, how in the world am I going to get all this done? Because people try to come together and do different things and and have different events and and then there are different activities they want you to attend to and everything else. And to to a degree, that's fun, right? To a degree, that's great because you're able to get out and do things. But on the other hand, it can be exhausting. Many people still... Um, are having holiday parties now, or Christmas parties now? What's ended up happening is that last year, very few people were having any type of Christmas gatherings on a large scale, but this year, more and more people, depending on where you live in the country and beyond, are beginning to have those gatherings, and so just like prior to the pandemic, all of a sudden we we're seeing people's calendars get full. I got to go here. I got to go there. I got to do all those things. And and they're preparing for all those events. Many people who work for large corporations are, are having their gatherings and parties and things like that and celebrations, which they would then deem holiday parties, right? And so people are gathering for the different ones there. And so that takes from the schedule and the time, but it's something that's fun. And hopefully, depending on where you are gathering and, and, and the corporation or organization that you're gathering with, it would be a fun time. But you put on top of that the constant bombardment of, um, that I would say the, the different advertisers that are talking about the sales and you start thinking, I got to build up my list. Then get my list and, and go to um, the actual location where I'm going to buy it. Now, many of you now are doing more and more online. But you have two things to deal with here. One is, if you've ever gone to any of these malls or places lately, it gets to be a madhouse. And rather than having Christmas joy, people are just running to see what they can get. And and the joy isn't necessarily there. They're just thinking about, let me get this thing that I want. Or even in the parking lots, Right going to try to get a space and people are making sure that they can get a closer spot than you. Where is this you know Christmas spirit or happiness that's there? You don't see it quite as much. Now maybe in a part of the world or the country where a part of the country where you live, you might find more of that. I know here in the mid-Atlantic at times, you know it gets to be challenging because it's getting more and more congested and as people come together, the smiles aren't necessarily there. And it's more of an annoyance to interact with one another. That's kind of the impression that I get. But if you're shopping online, you have the challenge of, wow, there's great sales. But when is the the gift going to be delivered? With the challenges in delivering supply chains, and you have certain schedules and time periods you want to meet, it puts a level of stress on you because you're looking for something and you want it to arrive on time. Sometimes it can but then there are other times you see this delay after delay, and it becomes a challenge. And then you deal with um, other parts of this where you realize that the price of things seems to be going up and up and up. And, and as you look at your list and you look at your budget and you start to realize, hmm, the amount of things I need to get and the price of each item, it doesn't fit into my budget and what, what do I do? So it causes stress at times. And then you have folks that are really saying that, you know, I could use this or I could use that. And and you want to be generous. And then all of a sudden you find yourself stressing on how to make ends meet. And so what happens is this becomes more of a burden at times for many. Because there's so much demand of the time and demand of their resources that it becomes a challenge. And after a period of time... It doesn't make the joy of the season come to the surface. It kind of buries it underneath, kind of like a weight pushing down on an object. And if the ground, is soft, it pushes it down farther and farther. And so that's the challenge that we run into during the season. And so sometimes, and for some people, depending on the type of work that you may do, you may find yourself working extreme hours because... If it's in retail or or something of that nature, or even in some of the restaurant injury and in, industries and things like that, you deal with this challenge of, well, I gotta work this shift, I gotta work this time, and man, these are extra hours that I can't take off yet because these are the prime times when I have to be there. And so you're dealing with all of this, and and they are what I call distractors. They are things that are given a, a, a better way of looking for it, they're they are, they are sucking away the joy of the season at times. Now, again, individually, these things are good. But when they pile on, they become more of a a, a weight for you. And so what I want you to do is take a moment and, and take some time. And and I really would challenge you to do this on a daily basis because you'll need it between now and Christmas. And that is to take time to pause and get a sense of the season. Not from a commercialism standpoint, because that can overwhelm you, but a sense of the season from the true focus of what it was intended to be about. Now, I will tell you that if you went into the Bible and you just looked for Christmas, you wouldn't find it. But all the things that are around this season and the focus of the season are all throughout the Bible, between prophecies in the Old Testament to the fulfillment in the New Testament. It's an exciting group of, of conversations that go on, and, and not only conversations, but manifestations of the importance of the season and the importance of what happened during this time. One of the ways that I, I try to make sure that I enjoy the season along with being with family and friends and the things that that we would normally do, is I take a number of moments to just think about, remember, and meditate on what transpired. When I think about the real reason for the season and the love and and the demonstrations and the magnificent um, displays that occurred, I can only look in awe And remember and be thankful for what happened during that time. And so I would imagine too, and this is what I often do, I try to put myself in the shoes of some of those people or in the room of of those conversations that may have occurred and just imagine how wonderful it must have been. And so let me take a, a, a few examples for you, right? Think about this and I think about Mary at the time, and, and she's engaged or betrothed to Mary Joseph, and, and everything is going according to plan, according to her schedule, according to expectations. But then something supernatural happened, and all of a sudden she sees an angel, Gabriel, sending a message, an angel that visits her and, and tells her that, you know, she's going to have a child, and she's like, well, what do you mean? I, I, I haven't been with anybody. But he, in his glorious appearance and from, being from the presence of God and the light shining bright in the room, he just says, but you will have a child. And she be, he begins to tell her about all of this. And at that point, she has to pause, digest some of it, and make a decision. Think about how amazing that would be, possibly terrifying, right? All of a sudden, an angel, bright with glory, coming into the room, speaking directly to you, telling you about a supernatural event that you can't think of anyone else who has been through this before. And this is out of the ordinary. And you start thinking, well, what is everybody going to say? What's going to happen? And the angel speaking at that time, giving a message directly from God and says that she's going to have a child, and she hasn't done that yet. She hasn't had a, a relationship with her betrothed. She hasn't done anything mischievous. And, and so it can't come from any other way. How is this going to happen? And so she digests it. She meditates briefly. And then she says, well, just let it be unto me. And she basically says, well, your will be done. Whatever the whatever the Lord wants, whatever he wants, then let it be done. I don't know how this is going to feel. I don't know what people are going to think. I, I don't understand it, what, you know, Joseph's going to think. But If it's the will of the Lord, just let it be done. I don't care about anything else. And and so it was received that way. And so she's trying to figure out, and and she didn't spend too much time wondering, and I imagine, but she being a virgin, how am I going to have a child anyway, and I don't know anybody. But he said the Holy Spirit, well, she may not have even been familiar with the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, you know, she just says, okay, and the angel's gone. I can imagine her getting up at that moment and and wiping her eyes and thinking, was I dreaming? What just occurred? Did I really see that? Did I hear that? But it seems to register inside of me and and it's like something I've never experienced before. And so I can imagine at that point, she's excited. And then the reality hit her of what's going to happen and she might have been terrified. Terrified because what's Joseph going to think? Is he going to think that I went out with someone else? You know, this whole thing, I'm sure, was going through her mind. And and, and so then she probably went to, what are my parents going to think? What's the village going to think? Oh, my goodness, what is going to happen? And, and she might have had those moments. You know, like we have these panic moments at times when we realize what we just agreed to. Well, she might have had one of those, right? And as she went through and had those moments... <laughs> She then came back to the realization that the Lord's will be done. And so at that stage, she just went step by step. And then at the morning of the next day or so, she began to, at some point thereafter, she told Joseph. And I could imagine what that meeting might have been like initially. That's why I like being and imagining what it was like in the room of the conversations, because these are amazing events that did occur. And and you think, well, this is what God did, and he moved heaven and earth. And this is what we're focusing on this season. This is how we get a true sense of the season. The conversation with Joseph didn't go well at first, but then there was another event where Joseph was visited in a dream. Can you imagine what that dream was really like? We actually you know, get the account in the Bible, but just imagine what he might have been thinking. First, he's trying to figure out what to do with his wife, that she probably was unfaithful, he couldn't believe that she would be that way, and he was trying to figure out whether to put her into the opening and, and tell everybody and let her suffer her punishment, but yet he loved her so much, and it was all this stuff going on, I'm sure, that consumed his mind until he had this dream and until he had this, and his his own version of his encounter. And then he realized he was told, just take her. Take her as your wife. Because what's happening to her is holy. The Holy Spirit is enabling this. That's amazing. Think about all this. And when, when you think about it, and you marry that with the scripture in Matthew, chapter 1, 23, it just says this. I'm sure many of you have heard it at times, that it said... Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. At some point in time, I'm sure the revelation of this this passage was given to Mary and Joseph. And at some point in time, they realized, wow, they are key and central to this very prophecy. And so when they thought about it, I'm sure, they're looking and saying, this can only be God. And they probably just looked and say, said that it's marvelous in their eyes. You see, when you think about all of this, how you know God spoke really from the Old Testament about this, and it manifested in the New Testament the New Testament account, and you realize that's the fulfillment of it all, then all of a sudden you think, wow, this is amazing. And it was all done. And like I said, that particular scripture talked about Emmanuel, God with us. That God would choose to be with us, with mankind. And that from this point forward, he is interacting in a real way with us. Not that he wasn't before, but this is different. And so God with us, Jesus came. And and so that's the amazing thing when we think about the season. You see, the season really is a time of remembering and being grateful when you begin to realize how much the Lord loves us, that he decided that he would be among us and that he would pay the price and light the way to salvation and to everlasting life. And he did it not just for those in the Um, Old Testament scriptures, or I'm sorry, the New Testament scriptures, but even for me and you. When you pause and think about that, that we remember this moment, that this was the beginning of something special and something very new, and he did it even if it was just for you or me alone, it's amazing. It gets joyfulness that begins to erupt inside of us, or it should anyway, right? And so it's Thinking about this, that kind of brings back and should bring back the joy of the season because now we're remembering the reason for the season. When we think about it also, we remember something else. We remember that this whole experience that we call Christmas was so focused on love. Everybody knows for God to love the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. He gave his son, meaning that he came down, he was born through a woman. And he came, and this way, he was allowing it such that the perfect one would pay the price. So that was Emmanuel, God with us. And so we think about this. He came from heaven, came from his throne, and said, look, I will take the burden. I will come in the form of a man and show you how to live. That's amazing. That's something to be excited about. That's something for us to go back in scriptures and begin to to read verses in the Bible and and understand what he said and what he did and and see the love on display. When we think about how much he loves us, the expression that um, he moved heaven and earth is true. When you pause and think about the star that moved and guided the, the magi or the wise men, When you think about that for a minute, he put on display something miraculous that would guide the ones from the east to come and see what was happening, that he would guide the ones who were looking and seeking for a sign of him because he wanted to make sure that they found him. And when we think about how much he begins to make things happen, even if he has to move the stars in heaven to guide us into the right place. That, that's a message right there of love. And that's a message that is so profound itself that he wanted to make sure that others saw Emmanuel. It's amazing from that perspective. When I think about the shepherds, right, you begin to read through the Bible, and I hope you do again this season, and look at the account of the shepherds who remind me of their own business in the fields who were watching after sheep and just minding their own business. And they figured it was a night just like any other night. And then all of a sudden, something amazing happened. They all of a sudden, when it was dark, it wasn't dark anymore. It was light. It was brilliant light. And all of a sudden, they saw a heavenly host and, and they, they heard voices of those talking about what was happening, the good news, and and they saw angels in heaven and and the glory of God everywhere and and all of this, and they had the shouts and singing and everything else. It must have been amazing. Imagine yourself being there. Imagine yourself taking part in this. Imagine yourself hearing all of this. This is what I'm talking about. These are the things that that I'm referencing, when you begin to look at this and remember the reason for the season, that love was wrapped up into a manger, into a a newly born baby, that every bit of hope rested in him, it's amazing. And even for the average person who might have been in Bethlehem, who saw all these strange and wealthy people coming with gifts and all, and all of a sudden heard these, these shepherds running about the town talking about this wonderful event that happened. When you think about all of that, then the average person, who out of curiosity at least, decided that they would come and look and, and they would sense a new reason for the season. They would sense something different happening. They would say, well, what is this? And they could see that everything rested on this child, that the answer was in this child. And this was the birthing and the beginning of something amazing that we're still enjoying or should be enjoying today. You see, with all of your schedules, all of your obligations, and everything else, it's important to take the time throughout this season, to remember the love that was on display. And it was all done for you and me. Every bit of it. The amount of effort, well, it wasn't much for for God, but yet he went through and did everything. He demonstrated his love in ways that are undeniable because he loves each of us so much. When we think about this season, there should be some level of excitement beyond going to the nearest store or the, or the nearest click online to order something. You see, this whole tradition about getting gifts came from you know a gift that was given. And I would say it's the original gift, which is Jesus. And so that gift was given, all we had to do was receive. So during this season, it isn't about how many things I can get from my favorite store. Even if you give one gift and you do it with love, then that reflects, to a small extent, the love that was given to us. And the recipient can just receive it. Don't get so flustered and frustrated about the number of gifts and how much each gift costs. Just give it with love. But most importantly, remember the gift that was given to us and is still with us, Emmanuel, God with us. The one that still cares for us and is the one in which we have to just come to that he is the only one that provides salvation. He is the only one that can love us so much that he would give his all. He is the only one that has given so much by his victory that we can now look forward and realize that we truly have a hope and a future. He is the only one that is everlasting, that is the King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the only one that knows us truly inside and out, and yet still loves us. That's what we remember during this season. We remember that God was doing something marvelous so that we would have an eternity with him. He was doing something marvelous so that we could get out of our messes and realize that what he has was so much better. It is during this season that we can be excited and happy and thankful and share that same sense with those that are around us and that we run into. You know a simple practical way to display this? Let me help you real quick. Next time you go to the store and someone cuts you off because of a parking spot, just wave them on in and just wave the hand and smile. Your hand and smile and just go on to the next one. Even if that means you have to walk a little bit further. When you get in line in the store and, and people are rushing to cut you off and, and pretend they don't see you, that's okay. Just smile and you can just say, Merry Christmas. God bless you. When you get to the point that you're driving and no one's paying attention and, and they're cutting between lanes, You just decelerate a bit and just say, go ahead, go ahead, don't get upset. When people are grumbling at you when you're coming across them and they may say choice words, that's okay. You don't have to respond in kind, but just say, God bless you, Merry Christmas. Can you do that? That's something that's challenging, right? And then afterwards, remember what he gave you, what he gave me himself. And this is the remembering of of the point when he has now come upon the earth and he is making all things new. He was beginning to change everything so that it's in line with him. It's amazing. Think about that and get a true sense for the season. Until next time, I hope that you exercise what we're sharing with you and that you are ready for the season that's coming and that you have a wonderful And happy Christmas season.